One Week Season. West fam, what's going on? Hilo again, bringing you the NFC West divisional sneak peek primer. What to expect moving forward? We'll jump right in here. Looking at the Cardinals in 2020, they had a top 10 pass blocking offensive line, but a bottom 10 run blocking offensive line, and not much has changed there. So expect kind of a similar look for that offensive line this season. Through free agency, they brought in wide receiver AJ Green. Through the draft, they brought in. Wide receiver Rondale Moore. Uh, Moore is interesting case. Small, speedy guy. He's like 5'5 or 5'6, uh, but extremely fast. And he's likely to push Kirk, Christian Kirk, for snaps earlier rather than later this season to kind of give that offense a little bit more dynamic look uh, when they're passing deep. The other interesting part of this, uh, these wide receiver additions this offseason, they brought in AJ Green who is typically thought of as a clone, I guess an older clone, uh, to DeAndre Hopkins. Both are intermediate threats. Both are body positioning wide receivers. um, And both are guys that work in tight spaces and try to win at the point of attack. Um, So that is probably going to affect how this offense operates. uh, And we'll talk about that here shortly. Last season, DeAndre Hopkins saw his most shallow average depth of target for his career uh, at 8.9 yards. The offense also brought in James Conner in free agency, who is likely to form a one-two punch at running back with um, Conner, the favorite for the early goal line looks. Uh, So something to keep in mind there. Arizona did run the fastest offense in 2020, at a situation neutral pace of play of 27.14 seconds per play. Expect that to continue again with the spread offense under Cliff Kingsbury. They had the seventh highest situation neutral rush rate in 2020, which is uh, they did so somewhat quietly as everyone thinks of this offense as a high octane passing offense. But um, basically the reasoning behind that uh, from Cliff Kingsbury is with the pace of play and the high rush rates, they're looking to wear defenses down, uh, which opens up that deep passing. We'll talk a little bit about the deep passing here shortly. That spread offense that Cliff Kingsbury utilizes uh, is predicated on stretching an opposing defense horizontally first. uh, And that kind of goes into that heavy rush rate as well uh, with majority of their passing plays within 10 yards of the line of scrimmage. The addition of more likely enables this team to attack downfield with greater frequency and the bigger thing, greater efficiency. Let's take a look at Kyler Murray's downfield passing in 2020. He attempted 58 passes of 20 plus yards downfield in 2020. That resulted in a ridiculously low 28.4% expected completion rate. Even so, he completed 23 of those 58 attempts for 874 yards that is ridiculous and eight touchdowns on those attempts as well also ridiculous so while the efficiency the expected efficiency wasn't there there was solid production from attacking downfield now you think about the addition of more and likely pushing christian kirk who has had 
honestly limited success based on his speed uh, in the downfield game. They bring in more and in my opinion, Moore is going to have some absolute blow-up games in this offense this season. Shifting over to the defense, uh, Vance Joseph's man-heavy defense blitzed at the fourth highest rate in 2020. Now we look at the secondary. They lost Patrick Peterson, they lost Drake Kirkpatrick, and they lost Jonathan Joseph. And we have newcomers Malcolm Butler, Marco Wilson, who is a rookie, and Tay Gowan, who is also a rookie in addition to holdover Robert Alford, who spent the last two seasons uh, with time on the IR set to take over in the secondary. So with a heavy blitz uh, team and with a inexperienced or downright poor secondary, uh, that's likely going to lead to a lot of blow-up plays against. So high, um, high success rate on that deep passing against uh, for Arizona this year. Arizona on the defensive side of the ball in 2020 allowed a whopping 4.7 yards per rush attempt against, but only 9.9 yards per completion against. So again, with uh, everything we just talked about, I'd expect that 9.9 yards allowed per completion uh, to increase this season. Overall, I definitely expect this defense to regress with the likelihood of them allowing more downfield strikes. Moving over to the Rams, their starting five on their offensive line uh, form one of the top units in the league, but behind those starting five, they have little to no depth up front. Obviously, the big news, the Cam Akers injury, they brought in Sony Michelle uh, to help uh, in the backfield. They brought in Matt Stafford at quarterback. They brought in Deshaun Jackson. They have Van Jefferson as a holdover, as a deep threat, stretching the seam. And they got rid of Gerald Everett. So Sean McVay's offense, interesting study. Um, two years ago, viewed as one of the most dynamic offenses and offensive schemes in the league. Last year, viewed as somewhat static. Um, basically, he wants his offense putting consistent pressure on opposing defenses. Um, again, something they largely failed to do in 2020 with a more conservative offense under Jared Goff. And that, in my mind, is entirely due to Jared Goff's abilities and his inability to hit downfield strikes. They also kind of showed and tipped their hat a little bit via their offseason actions um, of what they want to be doing here on offense. They brought in Matt Stafford through trade. They drafted 2-2 Atwell at 57 overall. They drafted six foot five tight end Jacob Harris in the fourth round. They also brought in speedster Deshaun Jackson through free agency. So Hilo's big picture of what I'm expecting from this offense moving forward. The only players that I expect for every down work uh, or close to it are Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, and Tyler Higby. I expect Darrell Henderson, Sony Michelle, Van Jefferson, Tutu Atwell. Deshaun Jackson and a rookie tight end Jacob Harris to all assume situational roles. Uh, and that is going to lead to a lot of weeks, which are difficult to predict. After ranking third in the league in 11 personnel rate in 2019 at 73%, the Rams shifted to more 12 personnel in 2021. Uh, again, likely due to personnel on the roster uh, with Higby and Gerald Everett. 
this season, I expect them to revert to a heavier 11 personnel uh, alignments, but I expect them to be less, um, I expect them to be a lot more flexible with their personnel mixtures. Um, that should create more of a dynamic offense. We talked about uh, the offensive playmakers that they brought in this season. Uh, what that's also going to do is make it pretty maddening to predict on a weekly basis outside of the aforementioned big three uh, of Cup, Woods, and Higby. Raheem Morris comes over as the defensive coordinator from Atlanta in the same position. Uh, the defensive side of the ball for the Rams, I also expect to be a lot more dynamic in 2021. I'd expect Raheem to run a base 3-4 cover 2 top level look uh, and it to mix personnel uh, heavily here. The Rams ranked first in the league in 2020 against deep passing, and I expect that to continue for 2021. Uh, however, I'd expect them to be a lot more forgiving against opposing running backs through the air and tight ends, uh, opposing tight ends this season. That being said, uh, I do expect them to again uh, retain a top five defense uh, from overall scoring perspective. Um, after ranking first in that uh, category last year. So this, all that to say, this defense is not going to be attackable. Uh, however, path of least resistance is going to be opposing running backs through the air and opposing tight ends. All right, let's jump over to the 49ers who have a bit of change going on. They got Mike McDaniel uh, as the new offensive coordinator, D'Amico Ryans as the new defensive coordinator, and both of those guys were promoted from within. Mike McDaniel served as uh, the run coordinator last year and D'Amico Ryans as the linebackers coach. The offensive line is healthy, which is big news for this team. Uh, utilizing that zone-based run scheme um, and with a healthy entering the season anyway, knock on wood, Raheem Morris, or sorry, Raheem Mostert, uh, who is the fastest running back in the league. They also added Trey Sermon through the draft, so I expect a one-two punch here with Sermon, the likeliest for goal line work with his frame. Uh, obviously, tight end George Kittle is the best run blocker at the tight end position in the game, and we're also getting a healthy Debo Samuel uh, for the start of the 2021 season. This offense last year targeted running backs on 24.5% of their passes in 2020, and that ranked as the sixth most in the league. Uh, so Raheem Mostert expected for likely a bulk of the work between the 20s uh, outside of change of pace stuff for Sermon and short yardage stuff for Sermon. Uh, and I'd also expect scheme plays to get the ball into his hands. Uh, again, dynamic playmaker here. They also had the second lowest wide receiver target rate in 2020 at 50.7%. Obviously, Debo missed significant time. Uh, and will this trend continue for 2021? I expect it will. I expect them to run a shallow rate of 11 personnel. I expect Debo and Ayuk to be the primary wide receivers with George Kittle on the field and possible 21 personnel alignments. This offense played at the second slowest situational neutral pace of play in 2020 at 32.62 seconds per play. However, looking at that number when they were trailing by seven or more points, 
they jumped all the way to second in the league at 23.22 seconds per play when trailing by seven or more points. So this team is going to attempt to control time of possession battle uh, through a slow pace of play, but they are not afraid to crank things up when they are trailing uh, and look for that in the second half of games this season. So how does that become actionable intel in games where we expect the opposition to put up points? So against other top offenses in the league, we can expect them uh, to see a couple additional possessions in those games as they really crank up the pace of play. Now to the defensive side of the ball, D'Amico Ryan's getting his first crack at defensive coordinator duties after learning under the tutelage of Robert Sala. Uh, overall, I'd expect the defense to operate primarily the same um, again with the promotion from within. Interestingly enough, the 49ers were top five in the league in defensive DVO DVOA from man coverage, but bottom seven in the league in defensive DVOA from zone. So we'll see how that plays out. The real only one glaring weakness from this defense in 2020, though, was against the pass on early downs. They ranked uh, in the top half of the league pretty much across the board in all other situational DVOA. However, against the pass on early downs, they ranked just 18th in the league in success rate allowed. All right, we'll finish it up with the Seahawks. Shane Waldron is the new offensive coordinator, comes over from the Rams pass game coordinator. Based on this offensive coordinator hire and the offseason personnel decisions that the team has made, they added tight end Gerald Everett. They drafted wide receiver D. Eskridge with their first pick in the draft, which was 56th overall. It appears that this team is likely to settle into 11 personnel base with increased 12 personnel usage uh, with Gerald Everett uh, at tight end and holdover Will Disley. Seattle finished middle of the pack in 2020 in situation neutral pass rate at 60%. And in my opinion, it's highly likely we see this rate dip in 2021 under Waldron. Um, Looking back at the Rams last season, they sat at 56% in 2020, which was seventh lowest in the league for situation neutral pass rate. Chris Carson was typically held around 60% of the offensive snaps in his 10 fully healthy games in 2020. Uh, and dating back the two previous years, he's seen 46 and 47 targets uh, in the last two seasons, respectively. And he played 15 games in 2019 and 12 games in 2020. So they really started utilizing Chris Carson more uh, passes out of the backfield. And I expect that trend to continue. Can't necessarily project Chris Carson for a full 17 games this season. He has yet to play a full uh, complement of games in his four-year career. But that said, I'd expect uh, him to play 14 plus games and see 60 plus targets this season. Overall, big picture for this offense is consistency is going to be the key. They started so hot in 2020. They tailed off in the second half of the season. Um, pretty much reverse of that in 2019. Started slow and then really brought it on the second half of the season. So in my eyes, the hope is that Waldron will get them there through a more balanced approach. Uh, so I'd expect uh, increase uh, rushing rate, situation of rushing rate. 
For Russell Wilson, he ranked sixth in the NFL in 2020 in total intended air yards with 4,809. So when this offense is passing, they are still looking uh, for chunk gains. Their personnel decisions this offseason, the addition of D. Eskridge and um, Gerald Everett, uh, again, highlight this truth. Uh, again, I think they're going to be looking for chunk gains when they are throwing the football and wearing teams down offensively through increased rush rates. They have a new addition to their secondary room with cornerback Akela Witherspoon, uh, who's going to be a downgrade from departing corner Shaquille Griffin. That 10.2 average yards allowed per completion from 2020, I expect that to increase. Um, and I'd expect their lowly 3.9 yards, uh, average yards allowed per rush attempt in 2020 to remain largely the same. So tops against the run, and I'd expect uh, their defense to give up a little bit higher rate of chunk gains. Based on their expected defensive scheme, the avenue of least resistance against this team is going to be through the air on the perimeter of the field. Um, and with the explosiveness of the offense paired with their early selection of Burner, D. Eskridge, their propensity to attack deep, and the hit to their secondary, I'd expect a similar deep passing outlook when looking at this offense uh, through the air. So that was a quick one. Um, there was not a, an exorbitant amount of changes uh, from this division this season. A lot of the offenses and defenses we can expect to remain largely the same moving forward. Um, this is one of the toughest divisions in football, and I'd expect uh, these teams to be going at it for a good chunk of this year uh, when they do play. Uh, that it will wrap it up for the NFC West. Again, I will get back to the grind on getting these pumped out to you guys.